The podcast which you are about to hear is politically incorrect and offensive. The opinions expressed by the three assholes recording it are done so solely for comedy purposes. Listener discretion is advised. This is the Whiskey Reel. Four and three and two and one. No reason, no conscience, no understanding, and even the most rudimentary sense of good or evil. If what you say is true, the Shaolin and the Wu-Tang could be dangerous. Your mother sucks big fucking elephant dicks. Got that? Come on now, dog. You know I give you the mad, fat, super fly, stupid, dope, dumbass, retarded, bomb shit props. Take a big step back and literally fuck your own face! So, I've been seeing this fucking Kanye West thing. Yeah, it's it's been bouncing around the old interwebs for a couple weeks. So he's become like almost fetishy with his choices of masks that he wears in public in order to deflect attention. Well, have you seen the... You've seen Donda, right? Yeah, you've yeah. Seen the, so he's wearing like a, a pinhead spike mask or right. a simple stocking cap. Um, he likes to play dress up. He likes to cosplay. And that's all chill. Let, you, you, let artists be artists. I, I'm a big fan of allowing them to do that. But this last iteration of whatever this social, uh, you know, <laughs> commentary was, this is, it was different. It was different. I mean, I get it. I just don't get it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like he obviously considers himself to be, at this point, living out his art. Mm-hmm. And he's always on stage, and he's performing constantly. Well, literally living at his, you know, he lived in the he lived in the bottom of an auditorium of a stadium for, um, two, what two months? He rented out a stadium so he can sleep and make music and put on performances. So he literally lived at his art. Yeah. Be, prior to Donda, and this would just seem like the final chapter on that album, right? right. And what that was artistically for him, I guess. Yeah. So he changed his name. Yeah. Yay. Yeah. Yay. Yay. That's a fucking cool <laughs> shit. Well, and let's be honest, everybody in the rap game called him Yay or Yeezus forever. I'm surprised he didn't go with the Yeezus officially. So, do you think we're going to look back on this period 20 years from now while you and I are dying? Because we're definitely going to be dying. Oh, for sure. Um, and be like, oh man, that that period was when Kanye was really fucking killing it and living his art. Or are we going to be like, oh, that's the moment when Ye lost his shit and it just degenerated from there on? That's a great question. Uh, I think huh. now you got to realize you're talking about a, uh, about a guy that has diagnosed mental health issues. Yes, of course. So we're not. We're not able. We're not ableist on this program. We're not making fun or making light of. He has legitimate mental health issues. Um, past eight, uh, eight hundred eight and heartbreaks. That album when he had his famous kind of. That's the fat Kanye period when he went kind of nuts and sure. did his thing and blah blah blah. And I don't. Again, I'm not meaning that disparagingly. I'm just that's. I'm trying to wrap it up without getting too wordy about mental health issues. It's a thing that happened. It happened. And then, um, obviously, this being, um, he seemed to be doing a lot better as a person in his life. There wasn't so much hullabaloo going on um, by virtue of his personal life. Then he makes Donda. He gets in the process of making, which took years for him. And then, like I said, lives in the bottom of a stadium, puts on these very abstract, almost um, 
Alamanute shows where he was able to change songs in the middle of the shows and rewrite the album after a performance and drop songs and put songs on. And this just seems like, I think you're right. Uh, I think people, why I mentioned that is because I don't know if people are going to look back on the fat Kanye years as the years he kind of lost the plot or if this is his final metamorphosis where he's come out of his, you know, he's come out of his pupa. His chrysalis, and he became yay. You know, I don't know. I think I think time will tell. I think more importantly, though, it leads to beg the question about everybody living their lives, right? Sure. On on, on a quote unquote stage, whether that stage is Twitter or TikTok or yeah, yeah. YouTube, or I guess it 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 it's kind of part and parcel. Like he he might he might just be the ultimate metamorphosis of that. Right. sort of ilk of those people that live their life in front of a camera. I mean, we had, we brought this up before the show. We brought up Andy Kaufman and I don't know why I keep drawing that parallel, but Andy Kaufman's a guy that also had some mental health stuff and became wildly unpredictable and was always up to something. But I, I never felt like Kaufman and, and like you bring up the social media thing. Maybe we didn't, it had Andy Kaufman had Twitter. Ooh, you know what I mean? That. He would have been dropping some shit probably, right? Yeah. So maybe we look back fondly on Andy because he became a pro wrestler as a skinny comedian. And he did all these, you know. Sure. And maybe Kanye is just a, a, another version of that. I mean, Kaufman did it in the infancy of uh, mass media, television, um, cable. David Letterman was um, his- yeah, exactly. But but network television, where somebody of that artistic mind would would had a had finally had a platform right. to show off his wares, and now that mass media has exponentially grown one hundred million times yeah. by virtue of the internet. So maybe it is an extension of that. I mean, it's arguable to say who's funnier. Well, because Andy Kaufman, for as much as we like to hang on that man's substantial nuts, and rightfully so, had some clunkers by virtue of his performance art. Of course. Um, And we still have, I don't know, man, there's so many guys that have lived and died, um, rappers especially, that have become their own lyrics. Um, like Juice World, we talked about Mac Miller last week. These guys kind of wrote themselves into the caricatures of themselves. Yeah, um, absolutely. It happens all the time, especially with 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 hip hop. Prior to that, with rock music, look at the rock star. What's it mean to be a rock star and live on that stage? And it's yeah. almost like manifest destiny, where you create this persona, become the persona, then realize. Your persona is fucked, and now you're trapped within the context of this. And sure. it's happening to 14-year-olds now, though. They're becoming TikTok stars of 15 million followers. What does that do? To, I mean, imagine you and me with, like, a million subscribers on TikTok at 16. Oh, my God. It yeah. would be obscene, you know? So I, 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 don't, I don't know what that's going to be like for, like, my daughter's generation. I don't think your brain would literally be ready for that stimuli. Like, like the amount of stimuli that is coming through your phone and coming into your world, I don't think your brain is evolved enough to handle it. You know, I don't think I, I, <laughs> yeah. ours, our, my definitely wouldn't be. I would flip out. Well, I, I do think the 
again, my daughter's generation, having grown up seeing, they don't nothing else. Yeah. We know pre-internet, we know pre-cell phone because we're old as shit and we're so very close to the sweet embrace of death. Um, we know this <laughs> because we're <laughs> right. we, so we, ready. We're, so ready. Um, <laughs> we know this because we've been alive long enough. But I think about the kids that they don't know. I mean, if you were to tell them no internet, no cell phone, that's like us when we grew up saying, I remember we didn't have television in the house. Yep. It's very much akin to that where you're just like, oh, my God, what is the, what are you talking about? Right. Um, I don't know. I think I am hoping um, and it's weird. Like I see my daughter's school and her class and, and uh, coursework. It's not like us, man. We had science and then math and then English and then this and then you picked an elective or two. Yeah. And those elective or twos could be wood shop, metal shop plastic shop it was all these kind of like arbitrary sort of skill things that you pick up she's in uh leadership chorus uh uh uh, ela she's in spanish at sixth grade um it feels like they're they're changing the curriculum and why i mentioned that is i hope that diversification of curriculum for younger people puts them in a better position than say the ones like and you have a great kid, super smart, knows what he wants to do, all that good stuff. But the generation of kids that we bore when we were younger, the, the, the ones that are now 18, 19, 20 to 25, that group, I have weep because nothing changed for them, yet everything did. I feel like my da- one generation later, my daughter has a chance. I think they're starting yeah. to know what's in front of them. And, There's and, like that lost generation thing. Well, kinda, we were, right? Like, we were yeah. supposed to be we the slacker be, gens. Exactly. We were the slackers, right? Yep. I'm a loser, baby. Yep. You know, like that was us. Like we Ethan Hawke in Reality Bites. Reality that Bites. Was and that was our <laughs> anti-hero. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, we were we were happy being dirt. But we all wanted to be him or fuck him. Or, well, some, some <laughs> of us wanted both. And that's a weird masturbatory <laughs> thing. But no, I agree. It's going to be interesting. I mean, I know I'll live long enough to see the answer to that question. Yeah. I just don't know what the answer will finally be. But it's, I think yay is indicative of, you know, the, the he's he's an old guy now. Right. Right. In the world of social media. So yeah, yeah, it'll sure. be interesting. The kids that are 15 <clears throat> to 25 that are, you know, making $80,000 a month on TikTok. Which I want to put a gun in my mouth. Yeah, but that crazy. That's a real thing. I know. That's a real thing. We we missed the boat, my friend. Yeah, we did. <laughs> <laughs> we were we were just old enough to go fuck social media, and then all of a sudden it happened. We went, oh, <sighs> yeah. Nobody said you can make money doing it. As soon as that entered the game, that changed everything, everything. dude. Yep. And now nobody has any skill sets. Nobody has any vocational skills. Nobody can carpent knows carpentry or plumbing or anything. That, no, it's just content. Content. Provide content. Content. That's it. That's what I'm saying, dude. If you're if you don't want to do anything, don't know what you want to do, take up a vocational skill like one of the trades. Know how to like yeah. woodwork or car or, or be a plumber. You will retire at fifty. There's actually a Guaranteed. lot of like a new movement of highly educated people that are encouraging young people not to go to college right i'm kind of no fuck college yeah go learn how to weld dude and you'll be fine you will work so little yeah be so happy and have so much money doing something that uh, but but again that doesn't have the gloss does it 
You don't get this likes. You don't get the likes. You just get a fat paycheck. Yeah. But you don't get the love. Yeah, but those guys are too tired. They don't have fucking time to, like, (laughs) check their Facebook all day. No. You know what I mean? Dude. They have, like, a shared Facebook with their wife because (laughs) they fucked off on her and... Yeah, I had one of those. (laughs) Every every time I see a joint Facebook account, I'm just like, who fucked who? Yeah, who fucked who, huh? (laughs) Oh shit, man. Um, yeah, that's a great question. It's a, it's a, it's rhetorical because we can't fucking ever answer it. Time will tell. Yay will be weird looking. Um, with the mask on, he's a he's a very handsome man with it off. I don't know why he insists on And he's an amazing body of work. I mean, we have to be. Yeah, there's some. I mean, clear. we can rabbit hole it and say this is better than that. Or that's better than of this. Course. But there is no, there is nobody alive that appreciates that style of music that won't, won't say that he, in the last 15 years, he's in the top 10. Yeah, that's just that's book it bank on it. And I'm talking people from number one. You've got the Drake stands and the yay stands that go back and forth. And who's the best? Um, but he's he's a he's a top tenor for a generation, right. and that speaks for itself. Yeah, no, hundred percent. Yeah, and his ex wife just fucks some dude on a camera. I get That's her body of work. <laughs> um, has she been able to spin it into a billion dollars? Yeah, she has. That's fine. I don't feel uh, upset about it at all. It's fine. Oh. <sighs> uh, <laughs> welcome back to the the creepiest of wheels. And the weepiest of krills. I mean, no sense. This is the whiskey reel, and it is Halloween. It is Halloween <laughs> weekend. <laughs> um, this is Christmas in the Noise household. Absolutely, man. I, I, I love Halloween. I am not a uh, hater of Halloween whatsoever. I will say, growing up in old City of Angels, I never enjoyed a full Halloween because it was either broken up by the cops or somebody got beat up. It was always a major event happening on Halloween. So I think this week, because it's Halloween, and we've promised this in the past, you should just use your pearl of wisdom time to tell the story about your dad. Oh, my God. Chasing you with a knife. I'll do it. (laughs) Got to leave some time on that one. Frightening. Um, It explains a lot about me. Yeah, thank you. Um, It tells almost the whole story. Just full trauma central, dude. Uh, Yes, welcome back. Thank you for coming back. I hope you guys enjoyed. Sorry for the sound last week. Lucas and I got a little, uh, you know, lively. He brought in some crazy fernet and a giant bottle, and it was weird. And we got weird. So it was good. Apologize. It's it was fun. Oh, was and the, and the booze was great. Um, I would expect nothing less. Well, um, and thank you to Lucas, and we'll uh, have him back for a full episode. Oh, yeah. That, that, yeah. And we'll have our mics positioned properly. That would I be promise. good. <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> um, it's been a weird week. It's been a wild week. I have a, I am officially, as of the time of recording, being paid by a different company, literally. So my check went from one guy wrote it, and now another guy writes it. Yeah. Um, that's how the restaurant business works, kids. Uh, that's why, like we said, don't stay in school. Learn how to plumb. Yeah. Learn how to weld. You'll be <laughs> so much happier. Um, anywho, I hope everybody's had a good week. It's beautiful outside, at least today in old Durangi. Oh, man. Um, this actually feels like we're getting a fall day, which I really appreciate because it was cold as nuts this morning. It was like 67 um, degrees and sunny today. So it was beautiful. really amazing. Uh, me yeah. likey. Oh, um, 
It is. We record on Fridays right now. That may change. So anything we can and will say will not be held against us. You will get this on Tuesday. So if anything we say, we always preface transpires. Do not blame us. We are children of time. Time is linear in the bunkie. We are many feet below the earth. So take that. Across from me or slightly akimbo, not unlike all of our penises, is uh, he's kind of like the drunkle of Durango, but he's not. Um, he is well-respected and often cursed. Often. This is one Mr. Bob of the Fan Noise of the Tallahassee Fan Noises. Thank you, sir. Across me, my pandemic Dorian Gray. Yes. My best friend in the whole damn world. <laughs> Um, I mean, he's top three. Top he's three. On my Mount Rushmore of good friends. <laughs> it's like, yay, like I'm top 10 out of the last 15. You've earned your spot in history. Yes. You have a legacy. Hey. You know, you're a first ballot Hall of Famer in my world, my <laughs> Thanks, friend. Brother. Uh, Sir Antonio Brandaris of the Madagascar Brandaris. That's what's up. Is. 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 Brandaris. Brandari. The Brandari. Like the octopi. Um,. <laughs> I hope everybody's had a great week. Um, like I said, I said before, it, the, the news is out. But for those of you in different parts of the world and the country that know us or don't, Home Slice is now owned by a different business organization. And that business is called Peak Brewing. They own three of the biggest restaurants in town. And now they own six of the biggest restaurants in town. <laughs> yeah, um, I I couldn't be happier for uh, the former owners. They were beautiful. They are beautiful people. Um, and it was the best thing for them to do is get out of this stupid business and not worry about running out of straws or, you know, the internet going down on a Friday night, which it currently is as I'm recording. Oh God. Um, that was my text. So, <laughs> um, so it's a win-win all the way around. I couldn't be happier. The guys who bought the organization are very smart, very savvy, and um, I, I can't wait to, to kind of collaborate and everybody can kind of have this mutual masturbatory circle jerk of restaurant knowledge. So that's going to be fun. Um, anywho, uh, Bobby is obviously across from me. Um, and I said to myself, knowing Bobby, the man likes a fine whiskey. <laughs> He's been known to. Um, I don't know if you've any of you out there have ever drank or drunk. Is it drank? Drinking? Drunken? Drunk. Drank. Drank. It's drank, right? Drank, drank. Um, if any of you have drank with Bobby, you know he likes fine beverages. And he can also be a shitbag. Don't get me wrong. Um, that being said, I brought something super special. It was a gift. Let's just say it that way. It was a really nice gift. Um, it is a whiskey from Hapon. Always was formerly called Nippon Correct. in the 50s, yeah. and now it's called Japon. <laughs> um, go figure. It's a little island off of China. Um, you've, you've heard about it. They make really good whiskey. They make a specific style of whiskey. And it, we've, we've had several on here, and we've talked about them. They have a style. This is the E-Y-I-W-A-I tradition Mars whiskey, no E, very important. You all know why. Wine cask finished blended whiskey. Now, before we go down the rabbit hole, just let's go. Oh, my God. There's a mouse in the bunkie. Oh, did you see a mouse? Mouse in the bunkie. He's over there somewhere. He's very cute. Can I feed him to my snake? Yeah, I don't. Yeah. <gasps> take and he just dipped out. And we had a, <laughs> we almost had a third guest. 
It's pretty fucked up when you're in such disarray that the mouse runs in the room and is like, <laughs> fuck this. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing to see here. Oh, my God. That mouse was just like, I am out, guys. It There's smells no so way. bad in here. <laughs> it's the bunkie, And dude. I'm a mouse. It's okay. <laughs> it's, a, it's a contained hermetic environment i think there's a raccoon living underneath this table oh, so no. yeah he's literally <laughs> underneath you giving me the hairy eyeball um what did you think about this without even talking about it a little bit uh oh, well that's a weird way to state that no uh, i'm just saying without saying how long it's been barreled but it's been barreled oh blah, 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 blah. um just from a flavor profile first of all very very and this has got to be the the barreling very floral um fruit forward it's i mean when you open this up like we got, i get some really strong aromatics yeah um rose hips and different types of you know uh, uh flower filled kind of aromatics that are coming off of it um cherries like cherry blossoms things like that um which i guess makes a lot of sense since it's japanese whiskey cherry blossoms are big in that part of the world but i've seen kill bill yeah uh, <laughs> it drinks differently, though. It's not crazy f- aromatic, or I'm sorry, uh, floral on on the nose. Or, or I'm sorry, on the, on the palate right. as it is on the nose. It's it's just a really nice, slightly scotch like, uh, you know, blend. Um, you're getting a lot of barreling. It has a lot of like toffee notes to it. It's less um, vanilla based. Than like American oak, it seems like, and it's probably just because it's in wine casks, sherry casks, and wine casks, and all these different aging things that they're doing with it. Yeah, it's number one. You guys just don't. I mean, if you can find it, buy it, but you won't and don't. This can go anywhere from a eighty buck bottle to a hundred eighty dollar bottle, depending on what part of the world you're in. This is super boutiquey. There's only like four hundred and seventy two bottles made. Um, worldwide, so I was so happy that this was gifted to me. Um, yeah, the wine casking super important. We can talk all day about the difference between American ver- bourbon and Japanese whiskey because it couldn't be further apart. The fact that this is like when you have like brothers and sisters that are born. Like my Rex has her brother has two small, so she has two nephews. One of them looks like he could be part of the Aryan Youth Movement. And the other one looks like looks like DeBarge. Um, <laughs> whiskey comes in all colors, people. This is all I'm saying. Um, and 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 this is, as we've said it before, the joke is ephemeru. Um, for the Japanese whiskey, it is. There's a light touch. There's always a little like um, sousant of peatiness to it. Always, always, always. Um, they love their scotch, which is why their whiskey has no e. Um, they, they, it's an homage to that style. The wine casking super important. It's five years in Burgundian Pinot bottles and Cabernet, but primarily Pinot. Um, that lends itself for those of you who know wine or enjoy wine out there. Pinot's bright. It's red fruits. It can have a tendency to be tar and roses. Things that those tertiary flavors carry through to this. I got like pomegranate. Um, I got a lot of like uh, cola 
um, overtones. There's like a cola syrup overtone that's super pleasant. It finishes like a dream. It peacocks out. It comes in in a laser beam and then it spreads across the back of your palate like an amazing whiskey should. This is not neophyte whiskey. This ain't for your newbies. Um, if you like your buff trace and all that, more power to you. I enjoy it as well. You might not like this. This is for people who enjoy scotch, fine wine. Uh, this is for people that, that want to take the time to roll it around their tongue and really get into their whiskey. Um, again, like if you find a bottle of it, great. Pick it up. I know there's a lot of alcohol dorks out there that listen to the program. You will enjoy this. Not only will you enjoy it, but please make sure you have somebody you care about around because drinking this by yourself would be a shame. This should be enjoyed with people, with somebody else. Because just to see each other's eyes after you take a sip, yeah. it's fucking awesome, man. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. This shit is slaps. Um, it is so good. Um, the Mars Whiskey, I guess it's a very prestigious distillery. I don't know a lot about them. Um, but God damn, my friends. Again, blended. Don't know a lot about the mash build. There's not a lot of stuff online. No, there's not. And I even had the, the 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 person that talked to me about this didn't have any information either. And he usually does. Yeah. So let me just put it that way. I'm not yeah. going to give too many secrets out. But um, damn, son. Sometimes it's just good to put something amazing in your face and enjoy it. And that's what this is. Like, that's we are, literally what this is. We this are is special. very much enjoying this whiskey. Well, I figured since I was getting paid by somebody else, I'll switch. It's time. You know, I won't do any Irish whiskey. This I got week. you. <laughs> <laughs> but lo super lovely. EY or AY. I'm sorry if I'm butchering that, but it's IWAI Mars um, wine cask finished. Lovely, lovely, lovely. And it's probably going to, if you guys happen to find it or even order it from your local purveyor, it's going to be somewhere probably between $70 to $90 a bottle. Probably. Full disclosure. Yeah. Um, if you're one of them gross limeys across the pond, it's going to cost you a lot more. If you <laughs> could find a bottle of this, it would make an amazing gift. But also that would be stupid because why the fuck would why you would give you this give away? Why would you give that to anybody? Yeah. Who are you going to give it to? Your fucking dad? Yeah, fuck that guy. He drinks Canadian mist. Yeah, dude. He barely gets... Dude, he thinks black velvet is a fucking delight. <laughs> um, I don't know. That's not true. I don't know. It's a cordial. If it's, <laughs> really get right be, down to it. You know, uh, <laughs> it's disgusting. Gross. So gross. Um, wow. <laughs> I love whiskey liqueurs. That's a, a <laughs> yeah. genre that we never well, really explored We a lot. went down... We, you know, if, for those longtime listeners, we had the knot. Yep. Which was a sugar filled nightmare. Wow. Um, we've done some stuff here that we have no business doing. That was rock and rye. That was rock and rye. Yikes. Super fun for those of you that enjoy um, getting diabetes. But we've never done like a, a Southern Comfort or Disorano or. Oh, God. <laughs> so that I drink. That was when the Northridge earthquake happened. I drank a half a bottle of Soka with one of my best friends and was hung over. It was two out. We were asleep for two hours. Yeah. And then the Northridge quake happened. I was in Northridge. Try waking up drunk on Soco to an earthquake. Ugh. You haven't lived, sir. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you have not lived. So we were talking earlier about stuff. You know, we love our politicismses uh, here at The Real. I had an it last week we talked about um, Alec Baldwin and Stephen Baldwin. Oddly enough, we talked about both of them <laughs> um, and the unfortunate accident that occurred on the set of a film. 
You guys all know about it by now. I don't know by last week if you would have heard about it, but definitely everybody knows, knows about it by now. Um, it would appear to be they had an inexperienced armor um, that they that there were some issues with on other films. I'm not blaming the young lady. She subsequently evaporated from social media and stuff, which is the smartest thing to do if you're her. But something went wrong, right? There was a bullet in the chamber. Shouldn't have been a bullet in the chamber. Um, I saw something today that blew my mind. For those of you who don't know the name Rittenhouse, not the alcohol that Bobby loves so much, the other, the bad Rittenhouse. Uh, the young man who at 17 uh, gave somebody money for a gun that bought it for him illegally, crossed state lines to defend a business he subsequently wasn't anywhere near when he murdered two people. Right. Sounds legit. Um, there was some interesting, st he's on trial right now and they're doing their kind of, uh, opening. And so it's been determined that for the Rittenhouse trial, the people that were shot will no longer be allowed to be called victims. <clears throat> I don't know, man. If I ever get shot, at least give me that. I get to be a victim of some sort, right? A victim of violence. I mean, unless I'm like breaking into your house. But you're right. still a victim of a gunshot wound. Yeah, I mean. Right? Just saying. I know. Okay, a little weird. Um, but you can call them looters and rioters. That you can do. Uh, that being said, and this is pre-trial. Like, this is, you're, you're setting up for what's about to happen. You know exactly what's about to happen, my dude. Um, mm -hmm. They are setting this up to quit this fucking nightmare. Anyway, that being said, that's a whole other layer. There are those on the right. Guys like Tim Pool, um, Pim Tool. Uh, there are guys that are just, uh, you know, Dave Rubens and guys that are the completely grifty, right? Guys that have no belief in what they say. They're simply there to get a paycheck and to cash in the bucks because they make all their money off of MAGA. Um, so they'll say any outlandish shit to get their money. Okay. Um, I've heard comparisons equating and conflating these two situations. So what they're trying to say is, how could you charge this kid with murder when Alec Baldwin clearly murdered somebody and it was manslaughter because he pulled the trigger yeah, and the gun was in his hand. He pointed it at somebody. They're literally trying to, this is how, this is how insane and how grasping at straws the right is. It's amazing. Just when I think they've hit their peak of grifty, disgusting behavior something like this comes along and it just throws me for a loop yeah i mean there's some very specious reasoning that goes into coming up <laughs> with that conclusion um you're drawing comparisons between two situations that are could not be different um kyle rittenhouse had intentionality on his side he walked out of the door with his parents permission to go regulate the streets that was his plan like he was fucking snake plissken and just <laughs> <laughs> fake dick skin. Yeah. And he rolled out there and obviously got into a confrontation and people lost their lives. It's very, I mean, it's tragic. And I understand that he's an underage person, but there's got to be some sort of accountability when it comes to things like this. Now, I also think there should be accountability when it comes to things like what happened to Alec Baldwin. I mean, Obviously, you need to investigate and see if there was any negligence involved and if somebody fucked up. But chances are it's not 
Alec Baldwin that fucked up. He was being directed to point this gun at the camera and pull the trigger. Yeah, he's an actor. He's an actor. <laughs> I'm rehearsing a scene. He's an actor with a prop gun. So if somebody has a sword and they're in a ninja movie, they're going to swing the sword around to practice with the sword. Sure. I, the problem is, is they're trying to, to actually smash these two situations into this. And it's it's so transparent and obvious. <clears throat> but the saddest part about it is there are people out there that are going to go, yeah, you know what? They're right. This anti-gun guy shot and killed somebody, and he's not going to do any time. But this kid who was just trying to protect a business. I mean, it's, dude, listen, these leaps of logic have become shorter and shorter and shorter. Yeah. And now it's a, it's basically a shuffle of logic. You shuffle across a line, and it's logical for you. They're just, it, it's, it's, it's just indicative of what we're dealing with, with partisan politics and grifting. Now, the, we talked about social media. We look at all these guys that are Twitch streamers and everything that are making millions of dollars a year playing upon your fears with culture war and playing upon your fears of the left and playing upon your fears. That's all they're doing. They're grifting money out. It's no less than an evangelist getting on saying that they'll heal you with the magic water. If you just give me a hundred dollars, I'll mail you a vial of magic water. It's the same fucking thing. Yeah. It's, I, I don't know. It's just, I never thought, that equivocation just blew my mind. I was like, people were literally trying to make that argument. Well, when you order the magic water and then you don't get cancer for the first year, you're like, holy shit, that magic water really works. I didn't get cancer this year. Isn't there a a phrase for that where it's like – Praying must work because I haven't been killed yet. Yeah, yeah. Like there's there's, the there's some sort of false equivocation between what you're doing and what the outcome is. I don't know. I guess if that makes you sleep at night to I think. I can walk up and down 3rd Ave and sell rocks to people and tell them that it wards off tigers. Ex- yeah, that was the analogy, right? And that none was of the them analogy. will get attacked by a tiger. Go figure. Therefore... That fucking rock works. It's like a bitchin' a rock. Term. It's a badass Dude, rock. Dude, $5, please send your money to whiskeyreel at gmail.com. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's just, I, I see, you know, the, the Rittenhouse story is the same, the gift that keeps on giving. I wanted to talk about some other stuff as well. We're going to hit upon this more next week, but I wanted to talk a little bit about where are you, the big AI question. What do you mean? Um... We had a bit. We had something happen, and I'll let the cat out of the bag because it just happened a couple of year, uh, week, uh, days ago. If you haven't heard, Facebook um, ch- parent company changed its name to Meta. Mm. Um, why wouldn't they? If you knew how obnoxious Mark Zuckerberg was, <laughs> changing your parent company to Meta makes total sense. Yeah. Um, I. We're not going to go too deep into it. I just want to use that as a uh, stepping stone to another conversation. I encourage you all before next week, because we've got some fun stuff for you next week involving this. Go watch the fucking sales pitch on Meta. It is tremendous. Um, (laughs) What are your thoughts in general? Because you're a techie. I'm not a techie. You're kind of a tech. That's what you do for a living. What is your thoughts on the, the, the absolute terrifying... Uh, potentiality of AI and if, if there's anything to be scared of, because if you talk to guys like Elon Musk and talk to Noam Chomsky and talk to a bunch of people, this is a, the scariest thing to ever happen to humanity. 
No, it's terrifying. Okay, so why is it terrifying? Tell me why I should be scared, Bobby. Well, I mean, I'm not an expert <laughs> on the subject, but these systems are tied into every piece of our infrastructure, every everything that controls everything. Literally. Literally. Right. Is going to be tied into these systems, and if they become, I hate sentient. I hate self-aware. Self-aware. I know it's kind of weird. AI are decision-making systems, and they make decisions based on whatever the programmer tells them. Right? Okay. But they start to make. We're not smart enough. We're not complete enough to be able to define every variable for these machines they're going to come up with their own variables and the fear someone like elon musk i've actually heard him say this is like well if this system of machines decides that the planet is just better off without us that's what's gonna fucking happen they're gonna make us go away right just cut off your food cut off your power do you think that's do you think that's an argument do you yeah. think that's a real? Yes. Because according to, and again, I don't want to touch too much, but it's so juicy and I love it so much. I want to talk about it. Uh, according to what's about to happen with this new meta and what they provide, which is a complete world building experience. And this, we're not talking video games. No. We're talking deep AI and VR where it's totally immersive. Um, and we'll get more into that next week because I've got some definitive thoughts on that. But we're getting more into where you see these super companies. I'm sure Bezos is licking his chops to get his version of whatever this is. Um, but this is basically a, a community world building based on AI and what they think you want to see and look at and look like. Um, so it, it feels like we're right on the precipice of, you know, I, I, we always go to iRobot, which is the fucking AI scare of all time, sure. right? I like Terminator. I hear from a from a programmer side from a programmer standpoint, they're only going to do what you tell them to do typically with any program. The problem is you're programming these things to make their own decisions and to do whatever they feel necessary. Yeah. Um, but I'm sure there's stop gaps and a lot of shit that you can build into the thing and this and that. My worry is it appears that hackers are always one criminals are always one step ahead of the cops. That's an old adage. Hackers are always one step ahead of security. Why wouldn't I think that there'd be some nefarious character out there that would be one step ahead of whatever you built into your AI? Yeah, absolutely. That's what scares me is some fucking Lex Luthor fucking uh, IT guy that can go in there and basically tell these machines fuck shit up. Well, like currently our biggest fear is that some outside entity, whether it's like the Russians or China. 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 Um, someone like that's going to be able to hack into our power, hack into our water supplies, hack into our internet, onto our broadband. That's the biggest threat. That's the, the way, biggest right? threat. Power grid. Right now. <clears throat> what happens with this AI theory, and again, this is not me. I'm not an expert on this. I, this is from listening to guys like Elon Musk. The, the, the fear is that the machines are just going to turn it off. You know what I mean? Because they're going to come to the conclusion if we give them all this <laughs> access to all of our infrastructure, right. the machines will just come to the conclusion. Well, what's really killing the planet is these fucking meat bags and just turn everything off and then we just fucking die. We just starve to death. 
that's the bigger fear. Sure. And that's what Elon Musk is kind of leaning towards is like, he's like, if they decide we're not supposed to be here, we won't. Right. And it's very doomery. And I, I don't want to, I don't want to be doomer shit like about that. And this has been kind of talked about several times. I don't think we've ever talked about this on the real, so. um, you know, I've got my own reticence about Elon Musk and his grifty dog shit that he does um, sometimes. But there's no there there's no disclaiming, you know, there's no uh, saying that the guy doesn't have some his foot in the, you know, in the realm of what we're talking about. You can argue whether he built his company properly or if he's a grifter or whatever. That, that you can have those arguments, but he obviously knows something about something. Um, so, which is why we, you know, kind of look to him as far as this advanced technology, what that looks like. Um, it's so. Speaking of which, Trump is launching his own social media platform. Yeah, I saw that. Truth. 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 Yeah. By the way, amazing. <laughs> um, <laughs> Number two, uh, the beta testing has already been hacked. Yeah. Um, amazing. Uh, number three, after polling, 60% of Republicans said that they would interact with truth, um, which I think it's called truth people or truth something, but it's truth is the main yeah. kind of uh, tagline. And my question is, if 60% of Republicans said they're going to go on truth, why don't they just stay on Facebook? Well, because it's the all, same yeah, thing. I think he hired a company out of Birmingham, Alabama to develop this. <laughs> Cyber ninjas. Just these <laughs> bad motherfuckers. You these know, Bama um, motherfuckers. These Bama motherfuckers. Roll Tide. Roll Tide. Roll Tide. Um, that's probably why they got hacked already. Uh, <laughs> Dude, if, <laughs> the password was password. Password. Yeah. <laughs> it was password one. Password one. And they were like, dude. Come on. We got put, him. Put the one on the end. Capital P. Locking it down. Capital P. Um, yeah, dude. It, that's going to be – I almost want to participate in the community just to see. Of course. Don't you want to? I'm you have watch, to, right? Yeah. You have to. It's like it's – like, It's the but, same reason I watch Caligula. <laughs> that in the fisting. There's two reasons There's two I watch reasons. Caligula. And dogs and eating dicks. Helen Mirren's tits. And Helen Mirren's tits, which yeah, I think much. at 92 still hold up. Or how I'm, old is she now? I'm betting they do. Is she 80? We're going to talk about her in media. Are we really? Oh, yeah. Nice. Um, yeah, we got a lot to talk about in media. But before we do that, uh, we have a delicious, delectable, <laughs> <laughs> delightful little sponsor to throw at y'all. I got a little pushback on last week's sponsor. Did you really? Oh, yeah. They enjoyed it. Yeah. I got a lot of uh, mm, too soon. Yeah, yeah, good. You know what? <laughs> we should have pulled the trigger a year ago on RBG shit. We didn't. We failed. <laughs> we had a great fucking oh. gig. It was so fucking funny. And Can we, we talk no. about that for a second? Yeah, go for it. I mean, it's, we came up, it's not too soon now. We came up with this sketch about <laughs> justice. Ruth Bader Ginsburg. And this and was literally the day she passed. Yeah. Was happened to be the day of our writing. Yeah. Like this was just our writing time. The day she, <laughs> this was ours. So the sketch was going to be called weekend at Ginzies. <laughs> Dude, come on. 
And we were going to play liberals that were trying to make it appear as though she was still alive. She was still alive because <laughs> we had met her at a comedy at a show bar. or something. And, like, yeah. yeah, it was great. <laughs> um, it was it fucking was hysterical. funny. But it was too soon. I don't think, I don't feel bad. It was the same day. I know. It I was the same day. I know. But I don't, I don't feel over. Yeah, that was really bad. But Dude, Sean and I were. Pull a sweat. Yeah, like, you like, guys. Dude, were we can't. Fucking, we can't fucking do you this. You guys are clammy as balls, <laughs> dude. Um, the, the, I thought this was more making fun of the Baldwins than it was. It definitely didn't make fun of the victims for sure. This was making fun of how absurd the fact that the Baldwin family exists <laughs> as a premise. <laughs> You've got four actors, one of them talented. Whatever. It's just a fun. It's a. It's funny to us. From that standpoint, the fact that Alec Baldwin is a notorious kind of piece of shit as a human being and his family. It's just there's a lot of dichotomy there. And when I see stuff like that or when we see stuff like that, it makes it funny because there's so much to unwrap in the situation. We probably would have gotten better feedback if our voice acting wasn't such dog shit. (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay, well, that's pretty rough. It's bad. But (laughs) hey, dude, we don't get fuck you. I'm yeah. not fucking. I'm not voicing for Adventure Time I'm not or anything. Bill Hader over yeah, here. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. You do it then, little <laughs> soft bitch. But anyways, um, we do have a sponsor. Anyway, this week. we are this week. <laughs> and now a word from your sponsor. Just in time for Halloween, your one-stop shopping experience for branded Kanye West disguises. Wanting to avoid attention at LAX? Try one of the most ridiculous and attention-grabbing masks that you will ever see at the Kanye West Mask Emporium. Ye hates being noticed, so he tries to slip into the crowd by wearing a mask that makes him look like death from Bill and Ted's bogus journey. And you should too. And we don't stop with the weird, creepy ghoul mask. Ye likes to dress like an old-timey cartoon devil or a weird, freckled clansman. How about a fucked-off blue Phantomas mask? Let's face facts. This isn't about privacy. It's about turning every waking moment of your life into performance art and then bitching about drawing too much attention. Get your genius ass down to the Emporium. We have all the masks that you'll ever need. Oh, Ray J! I like spiky masks! Hey, Whiskey Real listeners, if you want to get in touch with us, you can call us and leave a voicemail at 970-426-5344. Overserving. <laughs> 970-426-5344. Leave us a voicemail. Hey, send us a text message if you're more comfortable with that. Um, you're going to get on the show. You can also drop us an email at whiskeyreel at gmail.com or on all social media at whiskeyreel. The, the question becomes, are you over-serving if they're irregular? <laughs> okay, so yes. <laughs> is that the hard answer? <laughs> that is a hard yes. Um, Aaron and I stepped outside uh, to have a quick uh, burn and, little dirty. and talk about our strategy which is weird because we really don't ever come in with a plan anymore. Nope. But like, <laughs> so this this older gal that used to be a really big regular of mine in El Moro, I've uh, watched her COVID degeneration 
And every time I see her, she's at a certain bar across the street from where we're at right now and just getting shithoused by 11.30. And she has to do that moment where she stands up, she puts her hand back on her chair and just has to lock in on her <laughs> footsteps. She's like, I got 26 footsteps to the front door. <laughs> and I'm going to nail it. And I'm going to kill this. I'm going to kill this watch. And then she stumbles <laughs> about six <laughs> steps in. And, and by the way, this isn't funny. No, it's funny. <laughs> it's pretty funny. It's funny. But, like, yeah, she's definitely going to be dead in six months. Well, because she – caught that dude there's a brand so we have what we have the regular COVID-19 we have the Delta variant yes we have the next one which they've already called the Lambda variant mm -hmm. and now we have the Bukowski variant <laughs> which turns you into a steaming pile of shit at a bar um, it just turns you into Mickey Rourke <laughs> it turns you into Mickey Rourke <laughs> with the plastic surgery it's real weird to all my yeah, friends dude. Uh, <laughs> um Let's talk a little Medea. Oh, okay. So I have a right? question for you. Yes. Have you indulged yes. in the Frank Herner Herbert adaptation of Dune by Denny Villeneuve? I have. I would love to have your thoughts on that, sir, because there's a lot of a lot of people love it. Okay. A lot of people okay. fucking hate it. Okay. Tell me. Okay. I'm almost a so like just completely just a really just shitty juvenile take on this. Oh, shit. I got to stop you for yeah. just one second. If you guys are picking up on some ambient noise, we are in the Durango Arts Center, and they are rehearsing and getting ready to perform their annual Halloween Rocky Horror Picture Show Festival right. thing. So it, it's starting to get a little loud in here. So yeah. just just in so case. Sorry. Yeah, so sorry, sorry um, but we're dealing with it. We're so dealing with it. Um, Denny we're, we're, Villeneuve. Villeneuve. We're going to make an appearance during the Rocky production. At I know. I'm thinking about walking across just stage. Just walking across stage. Um, I'm the <laughs> like wind. I, I, just, uh, I thought about it. Actually, <laughs> I'm just going to walk across the stage like I own the fucking place. Just own it. Just like, hey, what's up? Own it. Just start doing crowd work. <laughs> oh, hey, that's my ex girlfriend. Hey, look. Oh, and there's another one. Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> um I will. I I speak about this. Like I'll speak about. I know after the first forty-five minutes of this, I knew they were turning this into Star Wars. This is franchise building shit. They you feel it. You know it when you watch it. For the people that are complete addicts of Dune and like I read all the books and like for people that are absolute aggro Dune people and they're out there. I mean, shit. They're speaking loudly right about now. Um, from a, uh, just from a cinematic experience, I sat back and I loved it. I fucking loved it. I loved the performances. I loved the, the cinematography. It looked beautiful. Ugh. Like it was a beautiful looking movie. Um, I love the special effects in it. I, and I know I'm talking about the lizard part of my brain. I get that. I'm not getting into the nuance of this didn't fit none. That character was supposed to do that. Taking it from a, which I, uh, which I really suggest most people do when they watch any movie is get out of your own way to enjoy an experience. I enjoyed the shit out of that movie. Yeah. I really did. I even liked the little fucking, I liked the twink too, dude. Chalamet. 
The twink did great, dude. So, um, and, I think he did better than great. I, I don't really know about you're, that kid you're at a, all. You're a, you're a Dune guy. I'm Let's a, preface this. I'm a huge. I guy. saw the early Dune, the '80s Dune. I enjoyed that because I paid attention to the opening scroll, um, which was I was told to do that by my dad. Like, if you don't read this, you're dead. Um, you'll never understand this movie. But that being said, it, it, uh, how they delivered it. I have a couple of things like I would have loved to have touched on the spice a little more about what that is and what it can do. But I think they're just holding that for a potential trilogy. And it that comes along. Yeah. That, along. Yeah. But I but just visually acting a movie going experience, assuming I know nothing about Dune and never saw the first one. How do you not enjoy that? It had just enough. And you say franchise building. I was calling it world building. Like they're very much building a universe. Um, but it's a self-contained, like it's, you know, it's within Frank Herbert's prose. And I think they did a really amazing job of uh, kind of showing the contrast between House Atreides and House Harkonnen. Showing the contrast between Ar- Arrakis and showing the, I, I just think they he he and I, obviously he didn't do it alone because there's a lot of people that need to be like lauded sure. for what they did on this fucking movie um you're you talked about the special effects that they killed it i mean Fuck. holy shit dude the ships literally looked tactile yeah it looked like you could it wasn't like oh it's a spaceship right it looked like a piece of machinery that could exist but you know, like the a, a lot of purists, I've read some forums. I read forums, and I've read, you know, some of the purists are like, "Well, they didn't really explain the spacing guild the way they should have," and it was like oh a quick little burb. And, but it's like Jesus Christ, man! It's like this is a very dense uh, book. I mean, there's a yeah. lot of material here to cover. Um, you mentioned the acting. Whoever the casting director was for this fucking movie, absolutely. <laughs> smashed it Dude. i mean name one person in this movie that wasn't perfect in their part that was out of place i mean I, there wasn't one the first thing that you know jason momoa when he was the first announced he was going to be duncan idaho i was like fuck that like that's terrible <laughs> but he's kind of like weirdly the heart and soul of the movie and yeah. he's the han solo-ish yes rogue character see this is why if the, i said star yeah. wars there's so many parallels that are drawn to that entire universe for, for character wise yeah you have your luke you have your this you have your that you yeah. know what i mean like those those roles are filled like with wonderful actors and I like how they didn't do um, uh, so much with like Zendaya. I like how they didn't do like you can tell and why I said franchise opposed to world building is because maybe I'm cynical in my old age. Sure. I you can see where they're gonna go and go like okay we're gonna get some legs and we're gonna ride this bitch because oh, yeah. it should be. I mean for, like just from a visual standpoint, oh. it was gorgeous like i had to take breaks me and rex had to take breaks in the movie just to like go like have a breath of fresh air because it was like this is fucking gnarly like there's moments in this that first of all they look like paintings oh and they can feature baron harkonnen which is one of the grossest characters in literary history 
And it's also just like, holy shit, this is like one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen. That was Skarsgård, right? Yeah. <sighs> Unrecognizable. So good. So good. Dude, is there a Skarsgård like clause in Hollywood now where there has to be one in every movie? Bring one. Give me my Skarsgård. Um, <laughs> you have a low budget, you get Alexander. You get whatever. He's good. He's real pretty. He's good. Yeah. We've all seen his dick. Everybody's seen his dick. Um, no, but dude, like you said, even fucking uh, Batista, like guys that you wouldn't, I mean, granted he got it, you know, he's... All things are forgiven for that guy based on Guardians. He 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 yeah. earned his stripes on that movie. But well, and he's worked with Dylan Yu before. He was in the opening scene of Blade Runner twenty forty nine. That's right, twenty forty nine, which yeah. is grossly underrated. In yeah, my mind, I agree. But, yeah. I agree as well. But and he was great. But from an overall experience, like I said, take it from like if a if, if you know go back in a time machine and we're eighteen years old and we saw that. We would be over the moon. Oh, so yeah. these little like, oh, they didn't, me, 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 me. They didn't make the dress color right. Quibbles. For fuck, oh my god! Just then, don't watch movies. Yeah. You're not it, it, that movie's not here for you. It's here to make sure that we're all enjoying that transcendence from our normal lives into this world. And it, that he yeah. achieved that. He what achieved the, it. One of the biggest criticisms I've read about is people simply are just like it's so slow dude it's boring like and i get it really? like if you're coming into this world fresh and you've never been exposed to it it's a pretty meditative contemplative storyline um there's dream sequences that are setting up things two movies from now and there's you know but it's hard to know that coming in fresh yeah, I like don't know. I, I'm sitting there like reciting the words, and they'll say something. And I'm like, "Oh, Shai Halud," <laughs> you know, like because I'm that big of a nerd. Because yeah, you're a lonely man. I, um, <laughs> I really am. I really am. <laughs> um, no, no, but it's I, I get what you're saying, but I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna fucking deal with the. Uh, I'm not gonna be an apologist for people that have a staunch stance against anything. Yeah, and it just feels like at this point. Regardless of what the final product would have come out, there would have been detractors. Sure. It just would have happened. The vision he had, the grace and beauty and fluidity oh. of the shots and the framing of the shot. Like from a from a technical standpoint, if you like movies, there's no way you don't like this movie from a technical standpoint. If you thought it moved a little slow, fine. I don't read subtitles. If you if you don't like hard film, then don't do hard film. Go watch something else. Adam I, Sandler I puts it. out a movie every, every fucking three months. Every year, dude. So go dude. watch one of that Zoltan morons movies. Grossly underrated. Um, actually, it, actually, it wasn't. That is a little uh, underrated. <laughs> I knew it. I knew you were going to get that. That is kind of funny. Because um, <laughs> they, they always go to Sandler apologists always go to Punch Drunk Love, um, which is fine. I saw it was fine. Um, anyway. It's P.T. Anderson's worst movie. <laughs> yeah, but it's the best Adam Sandler movie. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Happy Gilmore was Elevated the material. Elevated the material. Uh, but, <laughs> I, I mean, you're a Dune dork. I'm not. I'm a, I love sci-fi and I love beautiful movies, and this was one. I don't give a shit. I don't, uh, there's, you can't tell me that wasn't a gorgeous movie to watch. 
and engrossing just simply because of the fluidity of the movie. Regardless, if it, if it didn't have enough car crashes for you, whatever. You know what's funny? Like people, <laughs> we can't have a podcast without mentioning Mike Walnuts. But um, the other night, I come home and he's watching The Deer Hunter. And oh, God. okay, so that's a legendary film. Everybody know, you know. But how many times can you watch a deer hunter, by the way? <sighs> Only so many. Twice. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so that was a, a day and age when movies, like that wedding scene is 45 minutes of the fucking movie, yeah. man. And then they go to Vietnam so and everything gets awesome. So don't tell me about awesome. pacing. You know what I mean? And then it grinds to a halt again. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I get it. Great performances. But, like... If you're not willing to take a beat and enjoy something for what it is, it doesn't all have to be Avengers. No. You know? And this, I mean, honestly, I thought the movie was almost felt rushed. Like, I walked out you of know, it thinking, funny. like, they're not spending enough time on certain things. And I, that's why I brought up, like, Spice and different things that we kind of were force-fed in the earlier movie, and I never read the books. Rex said she tried to read the books four times and basically threw it in the trash afterwards. Because um, it's dense. It's just, like, it's a commitment to, like, read that sort of work. It takes and, 200 pages to get into that book. I mean. And then you're off and running. Like you're, Great. But Something you clicks in your brain. But when people complain about a two and a half hour movie that encapsulates, but then don't complain about four hours of a fucking prologue. You know, right. Go fuck yourself. I'm tired of it, dude. Like, yeah. just enjoy movies, guys, I guess, at the end of the day. Real quick, I have to touch on this because you didn't touch on it last week. Okay. There's a little movie that came out that got a lot of critical, critical acclaim, and I'm a huge horror guy. And this was sold as a horror movie. It's a movie uh, out of fucking the Netherlands or something called Lamb. Okay. <laughs> this is getting huge critical acclaim. Con fucking selection. So the story is, and I'm not letting anything out because at this point there's been enough trailers and clips out. The story is about a couple that are farmers and one of their sheep gives birth to a hybrid half human, not even half, like from the uh, armpits down human and from the armpits up lamb. It's got one working hand and one hoof, but two human legs. Okay. Great premise, right? Um, okay. And so, the, so you're okay. Uh, so here I take Rex cause Rex is down for the fucking, okay, we're going to go into some art film shit. Let's go. And we watched it at the gaslight with their shitty sound. And we knew it was shitty sound. I wouldn't watch the Avengers there, but I'd watch something like this. I can get away with it. So we get in there. Hour and 50 minutes later, Rex stands up and goes, in the theater, which, by the way, we were by ourselves. <laughs> she stands at the matinee of Lamb. Lamb. A subtitled avant-garde <laughs> quote unquote horror film. She stands up at the end when the reveal happens, which I won't say because I almost want everybody to see this movie just so I can talk to you about it because we're so angry. I was so mad by the end of the movie. We had different reasons to be mad. Rex stood up and goes, are you fucking kidding me at the top of her voice by the end of it? So 
at the very least, it elicited a response. Sure. Um, it is one of the stranger movies you'll see, but it's beautifully like there's maybe 40 lines of dialogue in the entire movie, as it were. Sure. Because why not? Um, it's bleak. It's very Norwegian. Everything's dark and cold and gray and shitty because apparently that's their whole lives. Um, and and I, it's about a couple raising this hybrid thing. And then the drunk brother comes, gets dropped off. Somebody throws him outside of a trunk and he walks to the farmhouse and joins the clan. And then they have their own little story arc between all of them. Okay. And then he leaves, and then it's the big reveal. And I look, just please, somebody, somebody use our contact information and write me about this. Because I walked out of that movie. She was mad. Like, she was literally, I had to buy her an, a vinyl album on the way home. Just to cool just it down. Just to cool it down, man. <laughs> she was ready to fucking kill somebody. And have you ever watched a movie and at the end of it? And we like to consider ourselves, you know. I mean, we're not geniuses, but we know stuff about stuff. We're not highbrow, but we're medium brow. We're medium brow. And I walked out of that and I went, I need to talk to somebody smarter than me. Because did I miss something? (laughs) It was one of those, dude. Head scratchers. Um, And it's been all over kind of social and it's called Lamb. We've had a few of those lately. It's with what's her name from fucking uh, Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Oh, yeah, yeah. Naomi Rapasi. Naomi Rapasi. Rapasi. And she's great. It's brilliant acting. It really is. Subtle, nuanced. What the actual fuck? Yeah. So somebody tell me what the actual fuck is. Please write in, call in, send me a text. Somebody say something to me because I'm... Very shaken by the Seems experience. like everything right now has become very arty. Um, the Green Knight leaps to mind. Like a lot of people really hated the Green Knight, which I actually I didn't. Dis- I enjoyed it. I didn't dislike it. I didn't love it as much as I loved like Dune. I didn't want. I wanted it to be something different. I guess. Me too. I, I didn't want to force him into a box. It was very well acted. Um, it was beautifully shot. It was gorgeous. a gorgeous movie. I'm a fan of the Arthurian myths. Yep, me too. I know them very well. Uh, this was a very interesting take on that. Yep. But I think for a layman, I mean, you get into the fact that people making movies for other people and making movies for yourself, and that's not a bad thing as a director or a writer or a, or we're listening to Rocky Horror right now, as a theater person, to do art for yourself. That's probably the point. At the end of the day, yeah. you do art for you and not for other people. However, when you're making something to be, to literally be consumed by the masses, you might want to take them into consideration. And it felt like the Green Knight was made for it was somebody's like passion project opposed to somebody something that they wanted to make for other people. Yeah. Um, and I didn't dislike it, but I didn't. I was like, huh. Yeah, it was one of those, huh? And I hate to feel that way about a movie, which obviously eight thousand people poured their soul into because it was yeah. beautiful. It was. Um, it was just kind of like I know. I don't know. But we're all like conditioned to have like the Lord of the Rings every time we watch a I fantasy know. film, or you know what I mean? Like it's it just it's not the way it's gonna be, dude. And as a kid watching something like all the movies we're talking about when we were 12 or 13 or 14 would have been like orgasmic. Yeah. 
I mean, we would have just lost our minds if we're t- if we 100%. saw any of the movies we just mentioned, we would have lost our minds. But it's like, yeah, I guess now after post Infinity War, post fucking, <laughs> you know, I yeah. mean, what do you say at this point? It's almost like the bar's been set so high, intellectually, technically, the bar's been set so high. It's like, where do you go as a director right. or an artist? Um, I don't know. Well, we well, have a few things coming up wes anderson has a new movie coming out so you should be excited about that lovely little twee (laughs) fucking artsy fartsy thing that he's gonna make i bet it's going to be adorable i bet you there's gonna be weird filters on the camera yeah Yeah. i'm just guessing all the sets are gonna be miniatures because that's what he does and monochrome and nobody knows why um I don't know. I can only hope that Gwyneth Paltrow's in it. Of course. Yeah. Well, you know Adrian Brody's in it. Oh, of course he is. Because, duh. Who else? Uh, Owen Wilson, obviously. Did they dig up Bill Murray for this one? I did, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love Bill Murray. But oh, uh, Ghostbusters is coming out soon. Dupe. I can't. I The fam, Rex and the little one, couldn't be. There's no movie they're more excited to see. That, than than Afterlife? Than yeah. this. Because cool. it's fucking Paul Rudd. Well, and fuck you if you don't like Paul Rudd. You're just yeah, not a good person. Yeah, you're a bad person. You hurt animals. Probably. That's what I heard. Probably. That's what I heard. He's and a sweetheart, man. He's a goddamn sweetheart. Um, he's a treat. He's a treat. He's a delight. <laughs> um, I'm going to start off on the music thing real quick because Rocky's going to kick into full steam. And then Bobby's going to finish it up because his one's awesome. Um, there's a young man who's been in the game for a little bit. It's his third, it's his fourth album, or it's a single off his upcoming fourth album. He's done some work with Thugger, Young Thug. Um, he's a kid from fucking Oregon, believe it or not, a hip hop guy. He does a little bit lighter, brighter side, less serious, tongue in cheek, a little bit more dancey. I didn't want to go too cerebral. We've been just crushing everybody with like, absolute just backpack shit this is more fun he doesn't take himself too seriously and i enjoy it and he's talented the music and music slaps it's fun shake your booty shit um this is amine um and the fucking track is called what is it called i said i said what is it uh charmander okay yeah it's because i say i keep saying charizard and why is that charmander it's Charmander because it's from a Pokemon. Charmander. Yeah, because uh, Charmander is a fire Pokemon. So I'm figuring he says this shit's fire. All right. Because cool. he doesn't make reference to it. He just calls well, it Charmander. Let's check it out. But it's fun and quirky. And go wiggle your little tushy. Shawty suck my dick, then I get lost in the abyss I'm a quiet motherfucker, but I like to talk my shit I'm off a shroom, I'm off a bean, I'm off a whole lot of shit You could bet I'm in my head, but you could bet I'm in your bitch Look, these niggas be my sons, without me they be done Where the fuck would you get all your mobile pictures from? That's why I've been living on this island with my blunt Ignoring all these niggas, cause my energy is priceless Oh, man, I yeah. like that a lot. That's a cute little booty yeah, shaker, dude. Yeah. It's not supposed to be serious. We don't uh, have to be serious. Yeah. Nod your head. Yeah, just have fun. It's got a sweet little hook. Yeah. Just I like saying. it. I like it. 
I, I figured we'd bring up some new. I got because I could have went to an oldie but a goodie, but I decided. Well, sitting after that piece of shit Dune movie, I can imagine right? you needed something. I need something kinda, bright in my life. Yeah, something sweet and Gross. fun. No, that movie was fucking awesome. You know who's sweet and fun? Who? Our friends from Red Fang. <laughs> <laughs> I think they call themselves sweet and fun. Well, they certainly are. <laughs> <laughs> They're the, one of the more lighthearted heavy metal artists that you're ever going to run across. If you want to call it heavy metal. I don't know, even know if it's necessarily I, I, heavy metal. We're both, for, uh, if you listen to the program, Caius, Queens of the Stone Age. This is very much stoner sludge rock. Yes. Uh, grimy dirt baggeries. And oh, we love it so much. It's right? just, I came up with a riff. Now let's make a funny video. And they're, dude, they can play though. Don't get it twisted. Oh, these motherfuckers, these their tones on their guitar is great. They're great musicianship. And it's full fucking head thump in your, you know, fucking mom's minivan as you're getting stoned by the <laughs> river or whatever you fucking kids do these days. What do they know. do? I don't know. Um, TikTok. So these guys are coming out with a new album. They're on Relapse. Who puts out? So much fucking crazy cool indie metal, indie rock. They're the lifeblood Relapse of is like a badass label. Modern rock. Woo. Uh, Relapse is kind of doing a lot of the heavy lifting. I mean, outside of the outside probably of the be, like death metal bullshit. It'd like, probably be cool if we posted this on social, like the actual video, because it's worth seeing. It's, it's dope. super it, fucking funny. These guys are known for being ha- making some of the most memorable videos of the last 10 years. There's songs like Prehistoric Dog. Um, there's songs that are so fucking funny. They don't take themselves seriously as like people, just as musicians. But I guarantee you, if you put in Red Fang to YouTube, watch the first four videos and oh. you will laugh your nuts off. You will go down a they're rabbit hole. Hilar- and they're great music. And the songs are fucking badass oh yeah i love this i didn't hear this before bobby played it for me well we're gonna you know check it out Fuck yeah, drop detuning. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. Now that bass player was fucking slapping the low low, dude. I love it. I mean, you know, metal music or stoner rock, whatever you want to. It's not known for its vocal acuity. It's known for just being visceral. Like you feel, you feel their music. Yeah, it's primal. Yeah, and it's mixed really well. Like on top of everything, if we were to listen to that song on really good headphones and probably with the original audio track from their album hopefully you pick up the single or pick up the album they're really worth it as you guys can tell um they're super fun man this is like you know shredding down the street in your iraq (laughs) 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 sucking down some soco out of the bottle dude as you're just shredding in the summer night wind well they clearly Um, drink they drink a lot of pbr they drink a ton of Pabst Blue Ribbon. Yeah, there's always a pile of empty oh, PBR cans I, I love in whatever those, video they do. And they're just they're just fucking greasy old guys, too, which yeah. makes it even better. 
that are just badass musicians. Yeah, they're shredders. All right, so I said earlier in the show, I wanted oh, you right. to briefly okay. recount your tale of woe <laughs> from <laughs> being a child on Halloween. Uh, so I'll go first, okay, and then we'll close down with your story. I'm going to try to make um, it succinct because it's a weird one. But I'll it make is. It succinct. Mine's going to be very succinct too. Okay. It's getting loud in here. We're going to wrap this yeah. up a, a few minutes early, okay? Um, because it's Halloween, I decided to have my Ooh. pearl of wisdom, and it's that's a very appropriate sound effect. Ooh. Don't ghost people. I ah, I get it. And I'm not I'm not saying I got ghosted, but I kind of did the ghosting. And oh, you ghosted. Very recently. So don't do that. Like like within the last month. And <laughs> like within the last 6 hours. <laughs> no, this has been like right now it's just like 3 weeks of radio silence. And I keep having this like, oh man, maybe I should like send a text, say Hey, here's the deal. Here's why I vanished for a month. <laughs> I was kidnapped right. by the Mujahideen. Sure, ISIL. <laughs> I just got back home. They've been deprogramming me. <laughs> I've been trying to find my way out of Bly Manor. But I've hit the threshold where there's nothing I can say to this person. To make it right. <laughs> You're such a dick. Now, there was a power play on this person's part. You you were aware of oh, it. Oh, so you re-power played. And so, yeah. I, uh... Yeah. Yeah. Not a good person. You did the hot doken. Don't ghost on Halloween. <laughs> um, Speaking okay. of which. Okay. Let's end it on this. <laughs> For all of you that say you have bad parents, let's end it on this. A young eight-year-old Aaron Brandis is walking down the street in Panorama City, California, which now has turned into a complete shithole. Even back then, it wasn't super safe, but it was fine. It's dusk. It's Halloween. Walking home from school. You know, California nights, it starts getting dark at around five o'clock. After school, you go fuck around with your friends for an hour after school, run around the neighborhood. Here I am walking home. I go to our little one-story house. I walk up a fairly long like walkway, about 30 feet. And as I'm looking in, I notice the front door is open and there's no lights on. Both of my parents would have been home at this time. Okay, that's weird. What's going on? Are they in the backyard? What's happening? I walk up the walkway and I notice as I'm getting further and further down the walkway... The, all the lights are completely out. Strange. Front door is open. What's going on? I walk in and up the steps. <laughs> and in my house at that time, straight ahead was the kitchen. And in the kitchen, there was a little peekaboo. So you had an island counter that ran. There was about four feet of space and then cabinets. So you can see through the kitchen through the, to the back windows of the entire house. So I walk up, and as I get up that, there's like two steps up. I get up, and I look, and I pause because I notice, and I don't hear anything. So I'm listening for my parents, and it's Halloween. And I'm like, I need to go trick-or-treating. So what the fuck is going on here, guys? I get up to that step, and I look in, and there's nothing. I take two steps into my house where I see a figure 
rise up from behind the counter with a knife and the shape has a giant head of hair and a knife. So what I thought would be good is to drop my shit, scream as I'm being abducted and run down the street. As soon as I scream, the figure bolts like fucking Jesse Owens around the fucking island and comes at me with a knife. I run. And I'm, brother, I'm cutting air, brother. I'm doing it. I'm knifing. Cruising. I'm knifing the air. I'm in. I'm hitting my stride. I look behind me, and all I see out of my periphery is a clown wig <laughs> with a knife. <laughs> so I'm running. Little fat Aaron. Dude, <laughs> hey, don't play, brother. If, if I need to put the jets on, brother, I put the jets on. <laughs> Just trucking down the street. Turn the corner. Fucking, okay, I lost him. I'm waiting in a bush around the corner in a neighbor's house. And I'm waiting and I'm crying and I'm scared and I'm crying. And I'm probably there for about 15, 20 minutes. And all of a sudden I, I hear my mom and my dad going, Aaron, Aaron. And I'm like, oh my God, thank God they're back. I hope they're okay. And that the assassin with the knife and clown weave didn't kill them. Cause that would be, thank God they're alive. And I come out and my dad's wearing a clown wig, <clears throat> not holding a knife, but laughing <laughs> and I'm crying. And my mom goes, Oh my God, we're so sorry. We thought it would be funny to pull the, okay. Scarred me for the rest of my life. I don't trust anybody. I haven't for 40 years. Yeah. Right. You're talking about the same parents that two years later at another place that we lived at thought it would be fun to put an actual literal pig's head on a post outside <laughs> of my house as a warning to me as I walked home. <laughs> I hope everybody has a wonderful Halloween. Love your family. Love who you're with. <laughs> I, man, that moment shaped your entire future. I've been the way I am. Your trust <laughs> issues started in that fucking moment. And what did we all learn? Don't trust Whitey. Yeah.